0: Gary, now you'll push your button that says got it. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ
1: Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, I'm very excited about today's show because when I find a product that fits within our healthy lifestyle, I love to be the first or hopefully one of the first to tell you about it. So if you watch my show regularly, there's been almost 1500 episodes now, so if this is your first time watching, hey, subscribe and watch. It's a really good show. It's live every day. Sometimes to five times a day, and it's been so for almost three years now. And I have a lot of medical doctors on the show, including gastroenterologists, and many of them are plant-based, like me, gastroenterologists. And one of the things they all say is that we need to eat more cultured and fermented foods for the probiotic, that it's good for our microbiome, it's good for the gut. And I think those foods are delicious, and I agree. The problem is I'm one of these people that chooses not to include added salt in my diet. I eat sodium because there's naturally occurring sodium in just about everything, especially green vegetables. But I was raised in a home where we didn't eat salt because my father was 50 when I was born. He had already had his first heart attack, so my mom didn't cook with salt. And salt is not like sugar where there's this natural drive. It's a learned taste, actually. So I never liked it. So I just, I don't like it. It's it's not about being perfect or eating like Dr. Goldhammer. I just don't like it. But I'd love to be able to eat more sauerkraut and kimchi because I love those foods. Now, we've had chefs on the show that have taught you how to make your own sauerkraut and kimchi, salt-free. And I did it a couple of times where, frankly, I'm really busy. I go to school full-time and I work full-time and just don't have time to do it anymore. It's fun to do it once or twice. But I was so excited to find that there's actually a company out there that sells sauerkraut kimchi, cultured vegetables, completely salt free. Let me show them to you. We're going to do a live taste test. Look at these. There's four flavors that are completely salt free. And I actually served them at a dinner party last week and the guests love them. I have not tasted them yet because I want to taste them on the air and tell you what I really think without putting thought into it, except for when I do it. So I'm going to introduce you to the founder of Rejuvenative Foods. He is the creator of these products, and his name is Evan Richards, and he's been working for 30 years to get healthy food like this in your mouth, and he's going to tell us all about his company and the product and where you can get them, even with a little bit of a discount. Please welcome Evan to the show. It's very nice to meet you. We've been communicating by email, and I like, like nice to put a face to the email.
2: Thank you, Chef AJ. Wonderful to meet you, too.
1: Yeah, so... so Rejuvenative foods. First thing I want to ask you, why then? Who named the company? It's, it's a very nice name.
2: Oh, it just came to me because when I first was eating raw culture vegetables in like 1980, I felt like they were rejuvenating me.
1: How come? What did they, how did you feel eating them? What, what was that? Well, how, um, how did you feel while eating the, the, those culture vegetables?
2: Well, they just uh, gave me this live taste sensation that I felt enhanced my life in the same way. I just felt more energy or my body felt more at ease. It's the phenomenon that I've learned since I experienced it is that raw culture vegetables are like mother's milk. They have enzymes and lactobacillus. And so they go into the core of our being, our gut, and make our whole microecological balance better. And then that expands in a holistic way to our whole body, including our brains and our entire self-functioning. Is enhanced. And I just, and you can feel it too. Like if you breathe after you eat raw culture vegetables and just let your breath and meditate on how your body feels, you can realize the enhancing benefits.
0: How long is,
1: has sauerkraut and kimchi been around? Because when I think of sauerkraut, I think of like German food, like, you know, bratwurst and sauerkraut. When I think of kimchi, I think Asian. So how long have fermented vegetables, cultured vegetables been around in human history? Did you happen to know?
2: Well, they've been around for thousands of years. Uh, They used to use them on the ships when they were discovering America to uh, keep people from getting scurvy. There's a a lot of uh, historical uh, information about rock culture vegetables giving people long lives.
1: Well, the thing is, is aside from the health benefits, they actually taste really good and they add so much to a food. I mean, think about a Reuben sandwich, and I mean, there's vegan tempeh Reuben sandwiches. Without the sauerkraut, it's just like bread and meat.
2: Right. It, it, that's the whole thing. It, it enhances the flavor of pretty much everything you put it with. It's arguable that for fruit, it doesn't quite do the same great thing. But for any other food, and for some people, they even like putting it with fruit, even though for me, I like it more with everything other than fruit. It just creates that livesing enhancement to whatever you put it with, like you were just saying. Yeah.
1: It's really, really good. So here's the thing, as you know, Evan, most companies that sell these type of products, and there's many, if you go to Whole Foods or a natural food store, probably even Trader Joe's I haven't looked, they sell them, but they have so much sodium. How were you able to develop four flavors completely salt-free?
2: Well, it's just about getting the juices flowing. I mean, the reason they use salt is because it pulls the juices out of the vegetables, but all you got to do is, do some grinding of the vegetables and get the juices going that way. And you don't have to grind everything. You can, as you have those, those kimchis, some of that's ground and some of it's chopped and then you get juices. That's all that's needed. You don't need salt. You just need to get juices flowing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I seem to remember when I did make my own salt-free celery juice was part of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to go.
1: Yeah. To get it. And so how long has this company been in existence and why have I never heard of you before?
2: Well, we've been around since 1980. We've been in Whole Foods. We've, been, we've had nationwide distribution, but then uh, when the corporate takeovers occurred, we lost distribution. So now you have to call us or email us or go to our rejuvenative.com website to get our uh, salt-free raw culture vegetables.
1: Well, I hope that uh, you know through a broadcast like this there'll be enough interest that we can get you into stores again. Because I know not everybody likes to order online, but I will tell you they came completely cold. There, you know, there was no spoilage, and, and none of the jars broke. So the way you shipped them, it was it was really fine. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you have customers that that like to order again and again once they find their favorite flavor.
2: Oh, that's true. Yes, we have lots of long term customers. We, you know, many people just have to have our culture vegetables. I mean, I'm, I feel apologetic because they're so expensive now, but it's just the only way we can uh, keep it going at this point in our existence. But um, hopefully someday we'll expand and uh, make them less expensive for the masses. That's my real goal.
1: That is fantastic. And, and they, they must be refrigerated, right?
2: Well, they don't have to be refrigerated nonstop. I mean, in fact, I've eaten culture vegetables that I've taken on long road trips that were unrefrigerated for a long time. But the phenomenon is when they are unrefrigerated, the uh, lactobacillus converts the sugars and starches at a more rapid rate. And once all the sugars and starches are converted to uh, lactic and acetic acids, you no longer, you start to lose the great flavor sensation. So refrigeration slows that process and keeps them alive so that they last longer. So it's just they last longer when they're refrigerated.
1: Yeah. How long do they last? And does it matter, like, when you open them? Does it last less long? Or how long would a product like this last? I know it says it on the jar, but I haven't looked.
2: Well, this is a fresh live food. And so it has, you know, every jar or at least every batch has a different phenomenon with regards to the answer to that question. I mean, we put a... a, a six month shelf life on our salt free raw culture vegetables, because we found that if they're refrigerated, they're definitely, we're almost definitely gonna be really good at the end of six months if they're refrigerated, even if they're on refrigerator for a little bit of time during that. But of course, it's common that they'll last longer than that. I mean, each of these has their own life. It has to do with how much it's opened, the different temperature experiences it has. Like if you're gonna keep it refrigerated at 39 degrees, it's not gonna last as long as if you keep it refrigerated at 33 or 34 degrees. The best is to put them in your refrigerator in the coldest spot that's not frozen, you don't wanna freeze them, and then you'll get the best shelf life that way.
1: Yeah, so you said they're live. Does that mean somebody that follows a 100% raw food or living food diet would be able to eat this product because there's no heat involved?
2: Exactly, yeah. There's the natural process of conversion going on all the time while, while people are, while, while these culture vegetables are in existence. They're all, they're, there's, there's the microflora, the lactobacillus is converting the sugars and starches to lactic and acetic gases. That's the living process that's going on.
1: I'm curious, you have lots of things on your website, and I haven't really honestly looked at every product, but I'm curious for the sauerkrauts, the cultured vegetables, and the kimchis, the ones that, and, and again, if people want to order the ones with salt, they're, they're welcome to do that, but how much sodium is in, are in the ones that have salt in them, and in, in what kind well, of salt do you
2: use? Well, we're using Celtic sea salt, um, and we uh, definitely do a lot less than other sauerkrauts. I mean, We try to, most of them have 1%, about 1% salt compared to other culture vegetables, they tend to use 2% or more. So we try to keep even the salted ones with less salt.
1: I'm just curious, your customer base, are they more excited about the ones with salt or without salt? And is it the same flavors, whether they have salt or not? We are gonna do the live taste test in a minute after I get to know Evan a little bit more.
2: Well, let's see. uh, Our salt-free ones do do sell better than the salted ones. Uh, Of course, when we we had lower pricing and distribution, I think some of the salted ones did as well. Like our regular kimchi that has salt used to be one of our best sellers, but of course, our Veggie Delight Salad has always been our signature product that we always have sold the most of, and, and that is the case now. And our Cabbage Dill, for people that like something really plain, because that just has cabbage, dill, and lemon juice. And actually, that's not my favorite flavor, but it, it is one of our better sellers, because a lot of people just want something really plain. And, you know, most of our customers now just really want the salt-free, especially people that need culture vegetables but shouldn't be eating salt, we're a great option.
1: Yeah. Well, I really hope, like I said, by doing this broadcast, either an angel investor or somebody will see you because I really want your product in stores.
2: Great. Yeah. We look forward to that. It's really great, by the way, with all of the foods in your book. I love your book so much. And I, love the idea of mixing culture vegetables with pretty much everything in your book
1: well you know you know what i was thinking because like i one of the things that i eat a lot is toast i love mexican food and i make a, a, like a spanish rice and we eat tostadas probably three or four times a week because i'm just so lazy i batch cook and i was thinking you know i always put like some shredded lettuce scallions those kind of things on it but once i taste these and find my favorite i'm going to use them kind of like salsa you know what i mean
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Cultured salsa is a great thing to do. It, it really does work nicely, the cultured salsa.
1: Yeah, Jacqueline, who's watching live, says I. she hopes you get in the store. She loves fermented products, but the salt is just too high in other brands and she's excited that the brand exists. So here, let's do a taste test, guys. Oh, this is so heavy. There's a lot in here. So here's the four flavors and look how pretty the jars are. So I'm going to do one at a time. And we will, yeah. So it says sell by July, but when is the use by date? Is that different than the sell by date?
2: No, it's pretty much the same.
1: Okay. So here we go. Here we go. The first flavor, cabbage dill. And it's also, I like I like that it's 100% organic too.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Mm. So the first thing I'm going to do is smell it because as a chef, that's what we always
0: do. Here's what it looks like inside. And there's hardly any ingredients and no bad stuff. I feel
2: and like- that's a live dill, by the way, fresh live dill we use.
0: Wow, so here's what it looks like. Mm. It's incredible how salty it tastes, you know? And I can taste the dill. And this yep. one's, this is mild. So like for people that don't like
1: spicy, this is really, really mild. The only thing is the texture is a little bit different than some of the sauerkrauts I've had. It's a little bit, I would say, more like applesauce-y than, than say, uh, coleslaw-y, if that makes sense.
2: Yep, that's, that's, we call that applesauce consistency.
1: Okay, and it, but it's supposed to be like that, right?
2: Yeah, that's the way uh, we, we make that product. It <laughs> just makes it really easy for people that want something really simple to put on their any food that they're eating.
0: Great. Thank
1: you. So now just like in a fine wine tasting in between flavors. And I'll tell you which one I like the best. In the meantime, I'm going to read this nice comment. I love Chef AJ's book. Just reading it, just purchase it. And by the way, anybody that bought my book, whether recently, because it is on sale on Amazon now, the link is in the show notes, or even if you bought it a year ago, if you send your receipt or a screenshot of your receipt, because if you bought it on Amazon, you can always look it up to Chef AJ bonus at yahoo.com. We will send you a cooking class I did that was almost two hours of some recipes that are not in the book as well as a PDF of the recipes. Okay. So the next one I'm going to try purple is my favorite color. As you can see, this one is kimchi. It is called sea vegetable garden, vegan, vegan, free of garlic onions. Ooh. You got another market here, Evan, because we have people on the show that either follow like the Jane religion or they are low FODMAP. I mean, there's people that can't eat onion and garlic. So this might be a cool thing for them. Mm, It smells really good. Hey guys, the reason there's a missing is because I had, I had people tasted it at my dinner party to see if they liked it. I love
0: this because I can see chunks of vegetables in it, like carrots, you know? Mm. This tastes really good, and it, it has more zing, you know, more zing than the green.
1: This is this is actually this is really delicious.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: again, the first one was delicious, but I'm I'm a texture person, and I've never liked kind of mushy food like oatmeal. But 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 I'll I'll find a way to eat it. Like like you know what I could do is I could spread it on the tostada before I put
0: the rice on, and I'll still because I'll still be get, getting the flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay number 3 so this is another kimchi i
1: love it fat free vegan organic gluten free salt free i mean you're hitting everything that the, that the audience <laughs> wants and there's no black pepper in it either right
2: that's true yeah just good be, because i am
1: just... so allergic to black pepper and a lot of
0: things are in there like even vegetable broth so here's this one all right this one has, this one is more sturdy. Mm. 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 Now, believe it or not,
1: this one to me tastes more like I think of this traditional sauerkraut, maybe because of the texture. So I like it a lot, and, but, but I love this one too. So maybe I just like kimchi more than sauerkraut. So here's one more up. Oh. One more to try. Good thing you only make four because we could be here all day.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Last one, guys. Veggie Delight Zing Salad. Ooh, acidophilus,
1: salt-free. Here we go. The red jar. Good thing you made them all different colors. It helps. Now, you know what this reminds me of? Horseradish. Like a Passover's coming up. I'm Jewish. And this, this almost looks like a horseradish you would see at a Seder
0: because this one does have the applesauce consistency like the first one. Mm. This, this would be good. I don't eat a filter fish, but if you did, I mean, to me, that's what this tastes like. It is
1: like a better horseradish and it's not super spicy, trust me. So I love the taste of all of them. I do prefer the texture of the kimchi's, but the flavor on all of them. But if I was going to pick one, I had to get one. Maybe it's because I'm I'm swayed because it's purple. It might be this one. So anyway, so now, uh, what flavor was the second kimchi? Oh, god. Um, maybe Evan, you can talk about how the two kimchi's are different in flavor a little bit. It's hard for well, me. Well,
2: the to- big difference is uh, the sea vegetable has uh, sea vegetables in it, and the regular garden kimchi doesn't, as well as the regular garden kimchi has uh, uh, on- onions and I, I, I think it has, I don't know if it has garlic off the top of my head. I have to look at the ingredients, but I know that the regular garden kimchi has either onions or garlic and the uh, sea vegetable does not, as well as the sea vegetable has sea vegetables. Those are the main differences. And there are different combinations. Like both of those have lots of different vegetables and fresh herbs. We only use fresh herbs, all organic. So, uh, both of them have like in a different array of vegetables. There's so many ingredients in there. I can't remember off the top of my head all the ingredients, but they're yeah. all vegetables and fresh herbs that are involved. You, you know what?
1: I, I can read the label for the people. Let me let me just uh, get to my screen back so I can see you. OK, so these are the two kimchi's and this one is cab. this one right here. This purple is cabbage, celery, carrots fresh-squeezed pure lemon juice, ginger, sea vegetables, thyme, basil, sage, rosemary, lemon thyme, and ground-dried red pepper. I loved this one a lot. It had great texture. This one, which I also loved, has cabbage, broccoli, carrots, dandelion greens, onions, fresh squeezed, pure lemon juice, ginger, fennel. Oh, that's interesting. Garlic, thyme, basil, sage, rosemary, celery seed, ground dried red pepper. And so if you're avoiding onion and garlic, you want to, but th- you would not know that there was no onion and garlic in here. It was so flavorful. So the kimchis were amazing. And let's read what's in the other ones. W- would you call this a, a, a sauerkraut or a cultured vegetable, this one?
2: I would call it a culture vegetable. Um, Yeah, cabbage, beets, carrots, dill, garlic, and lemon juice. That's what's in that one.
1: Nice. I love it. It's it's, uh, GMO-free, trans-fat-free. Yeah, this one has very few ingredients. Cabbage, beets, carrots, and lemon juice, uh, dill, and garlic. And this this is this would be good on matzah for your seder instead of your uh, instead of your horseradish. It's not su- spicy. It just it's it has a zing, but I wouldn't call this spicy. And this is, is as simple as you can get: cabbage, fresh squeezed lemon juice, and dill. This is really simple. So yeah. Anyway, outstanding product. We got to get you in stores. Like I said, I I, I have a friend who's a, like a business advisor, business consultant, and he's worked with uh, products that are vegan to do like either crowdfunding or just, you know, yeah, maybe he could help because uh, Diane's saying it sounds really good. Joyce says it's delicious. Um, Anne's gonna try all four. I like all four, but you know, like I said, for the texture, I like the kimchi better. For the flavor, they're all fantastic. So, and I love that they have no salt because Dr. Goldhammer doesn't, I mean, not that I have to do what he says, but I sometimes work at the True North Health Center where it's strictly salt free. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that there are people, they're not even necessarily vegan or healthy, but they have to be on a low salt diet or a no salt diet. Like there was a gentleman where I used to live that had, the, I can't think of the name of this rare disease. And he, you know, he didn't necessarily eat healthy, but for him, like one gram of salt could put him in the hospital. And, and so there's people like that or p- kidney disease that, that would still benefit from a delicious product like this because it has so much flavor. You're, you are I mean, you're not going to miss the salt in this one because it's so flavorful.
2: Right.
1: Yep. Let's see, um, I'll be ordering soon. Sour can she save my digestion, but I'm on a low salt diet. This is perfect for you. Um, they used to be in store. So you used to be in Whole Foods because I think I remember seeing you there.
2: That's true, yeah.
1: Wow. I'm um, 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 and sneaking over air fried potatoes and you know what's neat about it is that you know people say well it's so expensive you're not supposed to eat the whole jar every day even to get the benefit isn't it just kind of like a couple of spoonfuls like a day or a meal that's what I understand
2: well when I eat it I kind of eat as much as I feel like eating and sometimes I eat a lot and sometimes I eat a little like today I had two nori rolls with just culture veggies in it I just wanted to feel really good so when I want to feel really good I just eat Nori, like this, I just use this organic fried nori, raw vegan, and I just put some, some uh, culture veggies in there, roll it up, and eat it. I had two of those. And so that was about between the two rolls, I probably had about a third of a jar. So I tend to try to eat a, a, a lot because the more I eat, the better I feel. Even though what you said about just eating a few spoonfuls is probably good too, it's hard for me to be clear how much you need to eat to get the benefits. So I just go for, I let my body tell me what my body needs by what I crave. <laughs> it
1: says I'm I'm the Shark Tank of YouTube. It's not that I don't have the money to help these people, only the mouth to tell people how good the product is. But thank you. That's, that's, but Hey, is, is it too late to get on Shark Tank for yourself? Because it's, you've products been out for a while. When, when did you start the company, Evan?
2: Uh, 1979, actually, or 1980 is kind of what our website says, but I think it was 79. Anyway, yeah, I've had it that long.
1: Nice. When did you get interested in health?
2: Oh, uh, when I read Pavlo Irola's book, uh, Worldwide Secrets for Staying Young, I was just reading about all the different things that all the different long-lived cultures were eating. And that's where I learned about culture veggies. And Then my friend had learned from Dr. Ann Wigmore how to make what's similar to the veggie delight. So that was all uh, right before I started making it. That must have been like 1978 that I first uh, really started focusing on health.
1: Now, do you actually make this product yourself or, or have you made it yourself? You, I'm assuming you know how to make it yourself.
2: Well, uh, our our friend Luis uh, does most of the work now and I've definitely made it myself. I was doing all of the work myself for a few years and uh, now Luis does it so I can be uh, free to do my chauffeuring work. <laughs>
1: Oh, a chauffeur. I would love a chauffeur. I was telling Charles the other day, especially because we've had nonstop rain and there's nothing I dislike more than driving in the rain. I said, you know, a lot of people say they wish they could have a chef. They wish they could have a masseuse. I'd take a driver over everything, you know?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Nice. Nice. Let's see. You guys have any questions? Just put them in the chat. Let's see. Oh, I'm curious. Of the four flavors that I showed of the salt-free, is there one that's the most popular among your uh, audience?
2: I would say the Veggie Delight Zing Salad. Let's see. Let me find that's the That's the blue label.
0: Blue. Oh,
1: this one, huh?
2: Yep, yep.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, it's very, very good. But like I said, I still, I'm a, I think I'm a Oh, you'd want a private chef, Diane. Well, I do know how to cook, so I wouldn't use that. Um, it'd be. You know, it'd be perfect, Evan, if, if you were also a masseuse, if you were a, a chauffeur and a masseuse, then you, you'd get the job for sure, you know?
2: Well, I am a masseur, actually well i've done it professionally I'm, I'm good at it i'm happy to to do to be a masseur
1: <laughs> yeah so if people are if guys you know it's not cheap to ship glass i'm sure you know but he is offering a seven percent discount if you call or email him he wasn't able to do like a code or a permanent thing like that uh, but i'm curious uh how long does it take to fulfill an order in general? And how long does the shipping take? And, and do you only ship in the United States, for example?
2: Yeah, we only ship in the US. And uh, we try to ship it at the beginning of the week so it it's, it arrives before the weekend. And if we have it in stock, well, we can ship it pretty much either the same day if you order in the morning or the day after in most situations. Um, so we can ship fast, mostly we have everything in stock, but sometimes we run out and then we have to make it. If we don't have it in stock, it might be fermenting, or if it's not fermenting, then we have to do a new batch. So um, it generally it's quick, but if we don't have it in stock, it would take longer. And then,
1: How long and then is it is
2: takes it? about two or three days once we ship.
1: How long does it take to make the product?
2: Well, uh, you know, we have to go shopping. You know, first we have to create our, Purchasing list, and then we go shopping, and then we let it ferment for about eight or nine days, and then we put it in the refrigerator for a couple days to get it cold before we pack it, and then we pack it, and then we ship it. So that's about two week total cycle.
1: Do you make like large batches at a time, or like do usually do like one flavor on Monday, one flavor on Tuesday?
2: We usually do about um, three or 10 uh, gallon pots at a time. We used to do like twenty. 20- barrels of 50 gallons but now we just do three or four 10 gallon pots per batch about
1: nice um oh Ann would like to know how you eat this he mentioned he you had some nori rolls today you ate it with
2: yeah exactly i pretty much just put it on any food i'm eating i mean i like to add it to whatever i'm eating it it seems to enhance the flavor of everything and there's one thing for sure i've learned in my life is that you know you know i've been doing this for all these years sometimes you just like don't eat culture veggies a little bit But when I don't, I don't feel as good. I always feel better when I'm keeping the culture of veggies as part of my diet on a regular basis. And so that's why I always go back to that, especially if I need to feel better.
1: Yeah, I'd love, you know, next time Dr. Goldhammer comes to town, I would love to get him some of these because he he runs the True North Health Center. I mean, their chefs can make it, but this stuff is really, really good. Let's see. What is health salt? I don't think I've heard of health salt. Do you have you heard of something called health salt?
2: Well, Celtic sea salt. We we just oh you, oh
1: you said Celtic. They they typed health salt. Celtic.
2: And, and you know we have one flavor that we don't sell that much of called uh, shredded sea salt. or shredded um, sh- our shredded sauerkraut it has um, Himalayan pink salt in it. That's the only flavor we're using our Himalayan pink salt in. So we use the term health salt because of, we have the one flavor with the Himalayan pink. And then all of our other flavors that have salt are using the uh, Celtic sea salt.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Um, this question is kind of personal, so feel free
0: to not answer. What went wrong with Whole Foods?
2: Uh, you don't have well, to answer. It's, I mean, it's a very complicated phenomenon, but um, it has to do with the distribution and Whole Foods. I mean, when Whole Foods got bought out by Amazon, they they discontinued us. And then along the way, our, our distributor was giving us a hard time and kept discontinuing foods. And then they finally just, just, just discontinued everything.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, we have other stories like that. Like, there's a guy that's on the show every month named Thomas Allen from California Balsamic, and he was in Whole Foods, and he's not now, and he's doing better than ever, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the foods are kind of we were we did have one store that was buying them after we lost distribution but they're just expensive it's hard for a store to feel comfortable buying it i was i mean i thought rainbow grocery in san francisco was going to buy them but then they didn't after they saw the pricing and you know with these with these small batches and with our fixed overhead we just can't really afford to to have the low prices that people are expecting
1: yeah, you know, um, is there a reason that that these products need to be in glass? Because I'm just trying to think for shipping. If they were like in plastic bags, it would be cheaper.
2: Well, I'm just not comfortable with the potential in my mind, which I, th- I think you can find that this like if you Google, if you Google the question, especially on like Google Scholar, I think you're going to have a hard time ruling out the potential that the lactic and acetic acid in cultured veggies is uh, pulling bad things from the plastic into the food. So I just want to protect from that.
1: What about people that say, oh, I don't need to eat that. I'll just buy a probiotic at Costco and get the same thing. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, it's hard for me to know about all the other uh, probiotic things that are available. I, I do know when I experiment by eating the other brands, which I've done, just to compare and see in my mind, I really don't enjoy them. I just don't seem to have the great flavor. They either seem too salty or there's just something about them. I think, you know, one of the things is we're really conscious of keeping our temperature at the right level and having good airflow. So I, I, there's just this personal touch that we do. I, I'm not sure if that's why ours tastes better but I can only guess that might be why.
1: You know, it's interesting when I look on your website under raw cultured vegetables, like you always, you use the word live, like live salsa, live ketchup, live pickles. And and does that mean that other companies that make these things, it's not lives, they're using some kind of heat in the process?
2: Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, there's definitely other people that are doing uh, raw cultured vegetables that are, would also be alive because they're not using heat process. But once you do the heat process, you're killing the lactobacillus and you're, You'll no longer have that conversion process of converting lactobacillus, of, of lactobacillus converting sugars and starches into lactic and acetic acids.
1: So I, would it be possible someday, especially when we get you wide distribution at Trader Joe's or whatever your dream is, to make your pickles, salsa, and ketchup also without salt? Would that be a possibility someday?
2: Well, the pickles, I think, would be quite difficult. Uh, salsas would be easy to do without, without salt. And the ketchup, um, I don't know. With the tomatoes, I think we might have experimented with doing the tomatoes without salt. And it was hard to make the ketchup stay delicious um, without salt. It was something about the tomatoes were more prone to need the salt to stay in good shape. Uh, but the, the is for sure
1: nice we also sell a lot of nut butters. I, I stay away from nuts but I it sounds like you just have quality products.
2: Oh yeah, it's all about uh, fresh and, and low temperature processed That's our that's our whole phenomenon. and organic of course too everything 100% organic Um.
1: You you know I have a lot of uh, people on the show that are living a raw foodist and they like a couple of them uh, Alyssa has a, a a regular slot. I'm curious, does this community of people know about your product? I'm not sure. Well, hopefully, I'm not sure if they watch my show. They they watch whenever I have a raw person, but that's really good to know because uh, they are somebody that definitely that's to them that's like the most important thing, probably even more than not having salt and such. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You guys have any more questions for Evan? So do you, do you work out a lot?
2: Well, I dance. That's my main exercise. I dance and I lift people's luggage when I'm chauffeuring. And then <laughs> okay. of course I like to go hiking. So those are my main exercises.
1: Oh, where, where do you dance? Like in a ballroom situation or just in your own living room?
2: I mostly dance at my drone art bar in San Francisco on Monday nights, Motown on Mondays.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, If you guys have any questions, yeah, please post them in the chat. Uh, This is inspiring. I spend a lot of time prepping weekly, but I can't do everything. So it's an inspiring piece for me. Yeah, it does get labor intensive to make this, especially if you're going to eat it every day. Um, I can't get over how flawless your skin is, Chef AJ. Do you eat a lot of fermented foods? I never did, but I am now that I finally could find some that are salt free because I don't it's, it's, I just, you know, people say, oh, but you're going to have a small serving and it's not that much sodium, but I don't want to be able to, I don't want to have to limit myself to a small serving. So that's why I was very happy to find this product. So I will start eating them every day, you know, not necessarily every meal. I'm not going to probably put it on oatmeal, but I don't eat oatmeal. So it's not going to matter, but it's going to be delicious on vegetables and rice and tostadas and the things that I do eat. And like I said, the red one, this is gonna be, if I go to a Passover Seder, I'm gonna bring a jar of this. It would be like the horseradish sauce, but without being so spicy. Yeah, you should get in contact with some of the doctors that don't eat salt and let them know about your product, you know? And they can recommend it to their patients that can't have salt.
2: Yeah, good idea.
1: Here's a question. Do you ever do anything with beans for your products?
2: No, I haven't experimented with beans yet. That's an interesting uh, idea. It'd be interesting to see how they how they go, especially if taking raw beans and yeah. Nice. Where's the product made? In the Bay Area? In Hollister, we make it in Hollister.
1: I've heard of that city. That's not too far. Oh gosh, you're I think you're like two hours from me. Darn. That'd be yep. great if you were closer. Nice. Um, have you over the years like added any new flavors, or do you kind of just go with what you've done
2: well we started with just three flavors and then you know each year i uh or not necessarily each year but i just kept getting inspired to make more flavors and then you know the raw nut butters that you mentioned those came in so basically we just keep adding new things but i've created uh, other new foods i actually have a dream of creating hundreds of new foods uh because i think that everything that's unhealthy can be made in a healthy way including salt-free. And I uh, would like to um, make hundreds more products actually.
1: Mm. Gabriella says fermented mushrooms are her favorite. Do you do anything with mushrooms?
2: I do eat medicinal mushrooms daily, uh, but I um, haven't made culture veggies with them yet, but that's a great idea. We really should make a medicinal mushroom culture veggie.
1: That would be really worthwhile. Yes, I have a very, very clever audience that is uh, doing that. Have any of you guys tried rejuvenative foods? Let me know in the chat. And if any of you are thinking of ordering, we have a 7% discount if you either call Evan or email him and all that information is in the chat. And yet people are saying, yes, please mushrooms. We had a show earlier today and the doctor was showing all these strange mushrooms and uh, it was like, I I don't love mushrooms. I'll eat them, but they are creepy to me. I don't know. So Gabriella says, do you produce your products in a facility or from home? I'm pretty sure it's a facility, but I'll let him answer.
2: Yeah, it's a facility. And by the way, I wanted to uh, embellish my last answer about the mushroom idea. We actually do offer custom-made raw culture vegetables. Sometimes we have customers that want us to use a certain array of vegetables or which could include mushrooms. So we can make any culture vegetable anybody wants.
1: That's really cool. I've, I've never heard of a company doing that. You can get customized your veggies. I mean, that, yes. is, that is really a very cool service that I've never heard of. Is that outlined on your website at
2: all? No, you just have to contact Bruce uh, at, at the phone number or email uh, and uh, Bruce can set you up to realize your options for a, a, a customized culture veggie.
1: That is really cool. That's that's the that's what I love about small businesses so much. You're not going to get that at craft, uh, you know. Yep, I love it. I love it so much. But there's um, so people if they live near Hollister, is there a place to buy them in person, or it's still online for everyone?
2: Well, uh, I mean, someone could come by and pick them up if they wanted to, but uh, normally we just ship. Yeah, because I have every every once in a while I'll deliver some myself to somebody. If someone wanted me to bring them by, I could do that.
1: Do you have a lot of repeat customers?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That's what keep keeps us going because we're not in stores now. People knew about us over the years, and then they wanted to keep getting them. In fact, I stopped making culture veggies when we first weren't in stores, and I had so many people wanting to get them that I decided to start making them, even though. I didn't think I could sell them at these high prices, but I realized that was the only made it, way to make it work. So I did it and people are buying them.
1: Did you ever think of like larger jars? Would that yeah, be more well, cost effective or more cost effective?
2: It is more cost effective. We actually do supply all of these, uh, all those products that you have there in 64 ounce jars. That's our larger size. That is uh, a fair amount cheaper than these small jars that you have.
1: Oh yeah, this is, this is 15 ounces. So that would be like
2: Four, like, four of those.
1: Yeah, order. four of those actually. Wow. Well, that's good because once once you know your favorite flavor, then you could just order the big jar. Yep. Okay, that's good to know. That's what I would do, I think. Uh, so Gabriella says, can you go over safety procedures to make sure the products are safe to eat? I know fermentation can be dangerous when it's not done properly.
2: Well, the way that I know they're good to eat is by the smell and the taste. I mean, what I've discovered... In doing this for four decades um, is you just if it's not good to eat you just won't eat it it's just it doesn't fit your palate and that's my main criteria and it's it's always been successful for me
1: yeah well i mean you'll know right away if you taste something and it's not to your liking or if it's spoiled but what is there a, like what is it supposed to taste smell like because i have a little bit of a cold left over from going to a concert and um I, you know let me see if it I mean, smells. This smells. This one has a really nice. This you can really smell. Like I'm guessing there's garlic in this one. Uh, yep, there
2: is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I can really smell the garlic in this one. Let's see. This one doesn't have a strong smell. The, the ones that are green don't don't smell as strong to me. Let's see. Mm, this one I can smell really well. That's how you know you don't have COVID. You just go around smelling kimchi, huh? Mm. I think this one's gonna end up being my favorite, but we'll see when I place the order for a large jar. So yeah, Karen, he said that the the dill pickles or pickles without salt, he thinks
0: it's gonna be difficult.
2: I mean, we would try it, but I the thing is, I mean it, it might work. I don't I, I can't remember if we've tried it without salt. I think we did though. And it's just that whole cucumber, it's just oh. I don't think the whole cucumber really wants to culture unless there's salt in there to yeah. They you make salt-free
1: pickles. pickles at True North, I'm not sure how they do it. Um, you know, I've made, it's not pickles specifically, I call them quickles, but we have a, a brand of vinegar we love called California balsamic, and I'll just let the, the, the cucumber slice marinate in there. and And they're very pickle-like, you know, but they're not as sour. And speaking of sour, Jacqueline's saying I've always wanted to eat sauerkraut. It was too tart and sour for my palate. Is it me or I, or do I keep attempting to eat it to build an acquired taste? I'm always open to new flavors. I did not find your sour. Like, 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 like when you go to like the regular grocery store and they have, it's, it's not even refrigerated, like their sauerkraut at a store. I don't even know who makes it, but it's like in a big jar. That stuff's sour, so I think sauerkraut is a misnomer because I did not find these sour or even tart
2: personally. Right. Well, the way to to enjoy the flavor is to just put it on the same spoon as your favorite foods, and that's so, how you learn to train your palate to uh, and to benefit from it. So
1: we're going to be having a lot of people eating Reese's peanut butter cups with your sauerkraut on them, then.
2: well
1: just kidding uh i don't find this brand sour to me i mean i I didn't like like what i find really sour are things like apple cider vinegar white vinegar wine vinegar so i i I don't want to say they're sweet but i would not classify these products as sour are you familiar with a product called nutritional yeast yes so one of the viewers is saying what's your thoughts on that Uh, do you know a lot about it? Is it healthy or bad? So I have my own uh, opinion, which I'll share if you want, but I'm curious what you think.
2: Well, you know, I remember researching that question in, must have been the late 70s or early 80s. And I didn't eat it after I researched that question. And even though it could be what I researched, you know, it could have changed by now. But the thing that I remember learning that turned me off from the yeast is that they grew the yeast on beets that were not beets that could be sold for human consumption because you know they make beets to use for fuel and so forth that have so many pesticides that you can't eat them but they were allowed to make yeast on those beets that that you couldn't buy for human consumption so that just made me think I don't want I don't want nutritional yeast and maybe now they've changed and they're not growing it on beets like that but it, it's That's grown. My best I it's
1: grown on blackstrap molasses.
2: What about blackstrap molasses?
1: I heard that nutritional yeast is grown on blackstrap molasses.
2: Uh huh. Well, I think they might grow it on different things. I think there's. I I didn't know about the blackstrap. I'm not. I don't really know much about yeast. That's just my only. Yeah. Have thing you tasted, I know.
1: You've tasted it though, so you know it kind of has like a little bit of a cheesy flavor.
2: Yes, exactly. I'm. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm into fresh, pure foods. I don't like things that are powders anyway.
1: Yeah, I understand. Well, it's it's such a, I don't want to say controversy because it's not really, but uh, there are some uh, doctors in the plant-based community think it's very health promoting and many others that don't. I think people have to test for themselves. I know that I do like the taste of it, but I had to stop eating it. It was giving me just massive stomach aches, even in tiny, tiny amounts
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: that you know, vegans don't eat cheese, and when you put it in sauces and stuff, it makes it orange and kind of cheesy, and, and people like that. If you love sauerkraut, Diane, you might love this product. But remember, the actual sauerkraut one—it's more of an applesauce texture than a like a cabbagey one. So, just if texture is important to you, not just flavor, go with. I'm going to recommend you go with the kimchi, or try all four if you can to decide. Julie says, "Sounds delicious and salt-free." And, oh, there was a question from Bonnie. Can we get a sample size? I, I think that, I don't think you do that, though, I'll ask.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's very costly to ship these refrigerated. And we've discovered that if we send less than three jars, because we're buying this expensive insulated box as part of the shipping, and then there's all the labor that goes into this, we got to put ice packs in there and... It just, it's not cost-effective to ship less than three jars, really. Even can though, we, I mean, we would, spend, but it's, the price goes way up and it's already we, so expensive with three jars.
1: Right, can we send the insulation back to you or recycle it?
2: Well, they there are nice insulated boxes that can be used, that can be reused. Although the yeah. shipping cost to send them back is gonna be, yeah. you know, make it not cost-effective, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: that's, that's just that's too bad, yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Is nutritional yeast sold organic though? I don't know. Uh, I know uh, another person was made sick by it. I know that Dr. Goldhammer doesn't like it. And, you know, I don't want to say he's always right, but he's generally never wrong. And he's never been a fan of it for many reasons for day one. So anyway, but I, I mean, I do like it though. It's just, it doesn't like me, you know, and, and I have a very sensitive gut and these, these, I can feel this is, I, this, you know, if I'm going to get sick of something, it's usually right away or bad taste or whatever, but these, these feel good to my gut. So this is great. Well, I hope people will, uh, will order and let us know if they like them and, uh, yeah, all the brands of, actually, I just got a bag of Sari nutritional yeast and, and as a gift, but I'm so afraid to try it because even Benson's Table Tasty with that small amount has been giving me stomach aches. So um, there is such a thing as insulating styrofoam made from starch, says Peter. Never heard of that, you know. So That is
2: interesting, yeah.
1: Well, I'm curious, Evan, uh, do you do any like, because right now, a lot of the vegans are and people that aren't vegan, too, are in Southern California for that fancy food show they have every year. Do you ever do shows be, or like, um, uh, like, fair? you know, because Thomas and Nick, who have a regular show on my show, they sell spices and vinegars. They're always doing like, I don't want to say fairs necessarily, but like, Maybe they're called fairs or shows or, or festivals. Festivals, I think, is the word. Do you ever, because I it, I have a feeling if people could taste this, they would buy it. I, I really do believe that if, and that's the only sad thing about not being in a store because even Whole Foods are, you know, they'll, they'll get, if I think if people could taste it, they would buy it, but, you know, they don't want to necessarily make the commitment. But do you ever go anywhere in person, even if it's only in Northern California, where people could have a spoonful and see which flavor they like?
2: Well, we have done that. I mean, being in business for four decades, we've pretty much done every, you know, every, every kind of fair and expo and so forth. Uh, just in the more recent years, we're we're focusing on just keeping our foods available. And, and, you know, we have to be very limited with our resources. It's very expensive to take all these refrigerated foods to a, a fair or expo in, in many ways. There's all kinds of costs involved. So, we're on a a tight budget at this point. And, you know, it's just our goal to wait for uh, our philanthropic investor and, you know, keep the foods available as they are.
1: Yeah. That is the one downside, the glass and the refrigeration. But, you know, I think I've never really, I don't think I've ever seen sauerkraut at least well, the ones that are shelf stable. How is that not in glass? I think I might've seen, uh, plastic for the refrigerated at some point, uh, but I'm not sure. So Jacqueline says, "What is the storage duration?"
2: Well, refrigerated, uh, I'm sure if you keep it in a cold refrigerator that's not freezing, it'll last the good six months, uh, which or you know to the sell-by date. Although there's a fair chance that'll last longer than that.
1: Yeah, but it's so good. It probably won't even last six weeks. I mean, if you're eating it, you know,
2: exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't last that long. You just eat. It's good to just eat it as much as you feel like it and then you'll get the benefits.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be delicious. Well, I don't know if I haven't. I have, so has this always been your business? Like this is what you've always done for 30 years is uh, make sauerkraut.
2: That's true. Yeah. I started this in 1980 or 79. And uh, it's been my main focus since then. It's just I've recently started doing the chauffeuring to uh, supplement.
0: Nice. Which do you like better?
2: (laughs) Well, they're both pretty fun. I mean, I like having the food business a lot and I've been having a lot of fun doing the chauffeuring too. It's fun to have that good connection and take people to all these fun places.
1: Yeah. That's neat. Um, Do you think that certain cultures are more, you know, I don't want to say prone, but like, you know, they understand the benefits of eating cultured vegetables than, than maybe necessarily Americans who kind of eat a standard American diet, you know?
2: Uh, Can you ask me that question again, please? Yeah.
1: Like I was wondering if it's a cultural thing that I think like, for example, kimchi, it's a very common condiment in Asian cuisine. So even kids that are, they might've grown up eating it. Whereas I think a lot of Americans, especially the ones that, you know, are eating flaming Cheetos and Coke, it's not like they're, eating a lot of cultured vegetables.
2: Right, so what you're talking about is, it's nice when there's cultures that have brought cultured vegetables into their uh, experience of eating naturally, as opposed to having to learn to eat them. Yeah, do do you think
0: that's true?
2: I think it's true that uh, it's great if a culture, uh, uh, like, like the Koreans, they're into eating cultured vegetables so I think it's beneficial when the culture that you're living in, in enhances and inspires you to eat cultured vegetables. For sure. That's why
1: they call them cultured vegetables. Get it? <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Um, Anne wants to know, do you happen to know John or Ocean Robbins?
2: Uh, let's see. I know who John Robbins is. The, the great author. Yeah. Yeah. I, cool. I don't know him personally, but I, I, I know about the great work he's done. Yeah. Nice.
1: Nice. Very cool. Well, this was really fun. And thank you for making such a delicious salt-free product. Like I say, I if there are other salt-free brands out there, I am not aware of them. I've not seen them in stores. There used to be one a long time ago that I would see in LA, but I certainly haven't seen anything since I've moved to Northern California that's salt-free or even what I would consider low sodium, you know?
2: Right. That's right. I haven't seen any either.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I hope I can introduce you to somebody I know that's a businessman that has helped other uh, vegan products, you know, get on the shelf. And, you know, because I, I would like uh, I, this is selfish because I would like to be able to just be able to go to a, you know, if maybe not a Raley's, I can understand. But even, uh, you know, I'll shop at Whole Foods if I have to. Not that I have anything against it. It's not close to me anymore, you know. Um uh, so uh, Rayleigh's and Safeway are my closest stores now, but I love Trader Joe's. Man, if you could get in Trader Joe's, like that's the sweetest I'm told, you know?
2: Yeah, we just need to get, uh, get a big volume. We need to, to retool and make a big production facility. I mean, I have I'm clear in my mind, you know, what needs to be done. It's just about getting that philanthropic investor and more human resources, more people and people that really care to cultivate a legacy of these kinds of foods.
1: Yeah. Other than uh, kimchi and sauerkraut, do you have any other examples of fermented foods like miso is fermented,
2: right? Yeah. Of course that has lots of salt in it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's even the low sodium miso has, but, but one good thing about some misos is they actually have less sodium than salt, but I'm thinking if there's other fermented foods that are uh, available, you know, um, if, or what they would be. Because there's so much talk about the microbiome now. And, you know, Dr. Will Bolshevitz, his New York Times bestseller, Fiber Fuel, people are really talking about eating these kind of foods, you know?
2: Yeah, well, I guess there's uh, there's vegan yogurts and so forth available, but it's...
1: Oh, yeah, yogurts cultured. That's right. Yeah.
2: You know, but of course, it's not as... Uh, in other words, there's so much um, technology so involved high. in making that stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm allergic to soy and all the other ones tend to be so high in fat, the coke not the cashew. I mean, they're tasty, of course, you know, that kind of thing. So Lulu wants to know if you can mix and match your
2: order. Yes, you can. Good, good. great question. I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah, we, you can mix and match. All you got to do is call Bruce and uh, he'll uh, help you. you. You can get, you know, three, jar, we have, we sell it in three jar quantities or six jar quantities or in the bigger uh, half gallons, which we sell in two jar quantities. And you can definitely mix and match
1: Nice, nice. What's your which is your favorite of all of them?
2: Oh, I like those garden kimchi like you do. definitely. Yeah. I, in fact, that's what I ate earlier today when I put when I filled up the two Nori rolls. yeah.
1: Yeah, even for breakfast, you'll have a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's all I ate today. Well, actually, I had my smoothie that's like like your almond milk of your book. I made my smoothie with all different fruits and and a little bit of nuts and seeds.
1: Nice.
2: And of course, <gasps> um... my medicinal mushrooms I put in there too, all these different medicinal mushrooms. Keep me vibrant. Nice. And by the way, you're asking me about uh, exercise. You know, a key for wanting to have lots of exercise and, and staying young is to do stretching. And I, I have discovered that I can stretch for just five minutes before I go to sleep and five minutes when I wake up and I feel so much better. And then I stretch before and after I dance. And it's, it's definitely a life enhancement and keeps the exercise happening easily.
1: Nice. Nice. It, it, do you eat vinegar at all?
2: Uh, I might eat some uh, really good vinegar sometimes, even though it's not I don't have any in my refrigerator. It's not part of my normal diet.
1: I've never refrigerated vinegar.
2: Yeah, I don't have any vinegar. I mean,
1: (laughs) well, pretty soon you're going to have two bottles just for being on the show.
2: Well, I'll enjoy that. That sounds great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's a question from Bonnie. Can I receive product on a monthly order? Well, that like, hey, do you ever have any like, I don't know, discounts for large orders or somebody has, what's it called? Like a subscription, you know?
2: Uh, well, people do get it on a regular basis. Uh, we, we're, we really kind of stay away from discounting in, in a general way. We like to give everybody the same deal. We don't like to make it so there's someone who's good at inspiring us to give a better deal, gets a better deal. So it's just about being equal with everybody.
1: Got it. Well, that's nice of you. So anyway, thank you for giving the discount. And it's a one-time discount, guys, just to get you to try the product. It's not like forever. So, you know, you gotta understand. Well, any closing thoughts, Evan, or anything you want to leave the viewers with?
2: Well, I like to convey the image and the reality of culture vegetables can enhance peace on the planet. And and the way that I see that is when you eat culture vegetables. You're creating peace in the in your gut which is the core of your being and from that core it can expand out that peaceful orientation and you can just in your own imagery as you meditate and think about all this you can just let that peaceful experience that's going on in your gut expand out to the planet and it can be uh experienced in so many different ways and My book that I have to still publish, you know, talks all about many ways that you can let that peace cultivate peace on the planet.
1: Nice. Mm Hey, um, Cammy's asking, why is kimchi so spicy? I I didn't find your product spicy personally.
2: Yeah, well, we're using fresh peppers. And of course, when you're using fresh peppers, there's a different degree of spiciness all the time. So Sometimes it's spicier than others, depending on how spicy the peppers are. We, we try to use a quantity of peppers that matches the spiciness that we think people want.
0: Well, you so can maybe make it It's just hard to know what the right way.
2: spiciness is. And, you know, some people like stuff spicier, some people like stuff less spicy. So, anyway, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that's well, what i Well, maybe You
1: can make a habanero flavor.
2: Yeah, we, we also uh, have used uh, habanero powder which we sometimes use if there's no organic uh, jalapeno peppers, but I try to use the uh, fresh organic jalapeno peppers. And then if they're not available, we use our uh, organic powdered habanero.
1: Nice. Well, thank you for making it. And I I really enjoy it. And I hope people will give it a try. And like, I really do hope they'll, you'll get in the stores again. You did it before you can do it again.
2: Okay. That sounds great.
1: All right. Well, thank you. So nice to meet you, Evan.
2: Thank you, Chef AJ. Wonderful to be on your show. Thanks.
1: My pleasure. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. I do hope you'll come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another great guest. It's Dr. Joan Ifland for an episode of Food Addiction Friday. Take care.